Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. How are we doing today? Good. Like, if you look at a calendar, man, we're getting real yeah. close, man. Yeah. Preseason's about to start. You guys haven't started paying attention. Pay attention to these rankings. Get your guys' uh, notes ready. Should be uh, doing some drafting. That, we need to uh, set up our uh, league. We do, yeah. Um, for everybody that's listening we we have done a we're listener doing one this year yeah we're just doing one this year it'll be a paid league um the two winners from last year get to join for free but if you would like to join the league uh reach out to us um i think it was only we'll gonna post be something yeah we'll post something too on all of our social pages i think it's gonna be like 10 bucks yeah and then we'll have you know um winnings and whatnot so yeah that we gotta get that going good call um if they wanted to reach out to us to find out about that league or any news that we're going to share here in a little bit, where can they find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcast, uh, the website, the Fantasy Monsters or the Fantasy Monsters Podcast. Perfect. Yeah. Come check out the website too, guys. We got plenty of gear out there. Uh, come support us. It's uh, really cool. And we're going to be bringing out some new stuff here in a little bit. So we get a we got a coffee mug recently that looks really cool. So yeah. Check that out. Um, but we do have some news to get to. We got a lot of news to get into. So, yeah. James, let's go, let's jump into monster news. Uh, we'll start with the most devastating uh, cam acres, man. Yeah. Like, this news broke, I think, the day after <laughs> we recorded. Right. It's um, awful. <laughs> Torres Achilles, man. Yeah, he's done. And um, we were kind of, t- I was talking about it recently with like, um, talking about Jonathan Taylor, Marlon mm-hmm. Mack, Marlon Mack, who's probably the most recent, decently named running back who tore his Achilles. We haven't seen him yet. Mm-hmm. come back from it but the Achilles injury man that is probably the most brutal injury you could have at the running back position yeah I would almost say just in sports like I've seen people like even in baseball I remember the Ryan Howard thing where like he was never the same I mean they they have the term like Achilles heel for a reason yeah like, like it's, it's it's just a really devastating important. I mean yeah and hence if you know your Greek mythology <laughs> um yeah it's just a really really hard thing to come back from We'll see Marlon Mack this year. Um, probably not in the same capacity no. that he used to be and in. That's but the problem with Cam Akers. He is young. We but we haven't seen a ton of him. He this injury, man, this really could affect him. And Dynasty League is it honestly it kind of keeps me away the more I thought when I first thought about this, I'm like Dynasty, like thinking about maybe buying him cheap. Yeah. Now, I mean, if the right price, of course, but I wouldn't be spending much on Cam Akers. No. He's gonna be a year off. In this offense, they might try and do something else. They're right now they're not looking at any running backs that are available. Which I'm surprised to be honest. Well, they're just not good. You got like Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley, like yeah, the I list know, is pretty gross. It is pretty gross, but still. Le'Veon Bell, they just seem not interested. So yeah. right now it's Daryl Henderson. He's yeah. the guy. And they have a second year player who some people are a little excited about Xavier Jones mm-hmm. those are the two names to watch but uh, Daryl Anderson right now he is going to be their go-to guy Sean McVay's come out and said he's not going to see a single snap in preseason they want this guy there because he does have a problem he's not a guy who's built for a three down high volume workload yeah so he he's, he's going to be fine Obviously, his draft price is going to shoot way up. Yes. If I had to project him, I would probably say low-end RB2. Yep. So. Yep. It would have definitely have changed our rankings for The last problem week. is, because I had Cam Akers, I think, at 17. Yeah. The difference between him and Daryl Henderson is Cam Akers had top 10, yeah. 5-ish upside. Yeah. Daryl Henderson doesn't have that. He does not have that, no. No, not a chance. I would almost say he's... He's a mid-tier RB2 just because of a volume play. Yep. Like, I don't think the upside, he's he's not going to be an RB1. Yeah, and There's on no chance. the flip side of the offense, I do think this gives tiny, but not major bumps, but little bumps to Robert Woods, Cooper Cub, Tyler yeah. Higby, maybe even more Van Jefferson. Yeah. So, yeah, that could help be how the Which is fine, because Matthew Stafford's not used to having a ton of great running backs anyway. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> He's had a few, though. Yeah. But. Next piece of uh, sad news, uh, Michael Thomas had ankle yeah. surgery and everything I'm hearing, most likely he's going to start the season on the PUP list. Yeah. If this didn't happen, we'd be talking about him today. 
Yeah. But he's not on my list. Um, he ain't on my list either. Okay, so. No. Yep. And honestly, if he does start the season on a PUP list, that means automatic first six weeks, he's gone. Yeah. Can't play him. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to be drafting him then. Six yeah. weeks is a long time. That's it's a over, long time in fantasy. It's almost half your whole season. Yep. yep. Even when he comes back, he's going to be coming back off the injury. Like, it's going to be rough. I mean, he'd have to be going like sixth round, fifth round for me to well, really and, entertain it. And even then, man, like, it makes me think of that whole offense in general right oh, now. Yeah. Like, And Alvin I heard Kamara this piece and, of, um, I forget where I heard it, but they were like, this might give more credence to them running with Taysom Hill now. Oh, and I do uh, kind of get up this morning, and I do kind of um, I don't watch Get Up, but oh, um, okay, well. and I do kind of understand that line yeah. of thinking a little bit. This might yeah. give Taysom Hill the little bit of the bump, just add the rushing because I mean, without Michael Thomas, this is a they already were lackluster wide at wide form. receiver, disgusting. <laughs> like, like it was already bad, and then you lost your number one, and so you know Jameis needs. Somebody yeah. like I mean, even I, in Tampa, had Mike Evans, you know, like oh, he yeah, needs Chris somebody. Godwin, yeah, I mean, he had so people. He doesn't. They're, they're, the talent's just not there, and no. they still didn't really draft anybody this year, which is still mind blowing. But I, yeah, I don't know. I do think Taysom Hill makes a little bit more sense now, which sucks. But but yeah, yeah. So yeah, especially if you, I know you were really wanting Jameis to. to well, come out it's and, just it's fun. It's going to be more fantasy production for more players. Yeah, I just, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really it affect me, but yeah, not personally. At least. So, uh, some happy news, I guess you could say happy news. Um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers look like they're really close to having a little bit of a last dance <laughs> kind of a thing. It's about time. Um, yeah, apparently they're really close. Rodgers has come out and said he's, his intentions are to play this final year for the Green Bay Packers. Yep. And then he's going to be out. Yep. Um, on the opposite side of the Devonte Adams. Him and the Packers have broke off long-term contract agreements, extension talks. But I've also, uh, later, a more recent report said that Devontae Adams is willing to listen. Yeah, so but I don't really might, know that, what that means. Okay, though. but that in, in my mind, that means that the Packers are the ones who broke the contract extension talks off first. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I, th- I think Devonte did, but I mean, if the if it really is Rodgers and just one more year and everyone and it's an agreed thing, we're gonna let you go. Adams will not be back on this team. There, yeah, there's no way. There's will no not way. Be back. If I was him, there's no way. Uh, I would test the free agent market, but you know, it, it's whatever. It's really up to him. But yeah, I'm really glad to kind of know because I was definitely on the side that Rogers oh, Adams will 100 percent next year. If he goes to hits free agency, he will be the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Oh, yeah. Duh. He will become yeah, the highest paid no wide one. receiver in the league. I mean, you have like Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson, but it, it'll no, be. It's, yeah. The only person that would possibly, possibly get close to trying to knock that off would be Tyreek Hill. But I don't even know when his contract's up next. Yep. Um, Amari <laughs> Cooper, another wide receiver. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He yep. should be fine by the start of the season, but mm-hmm. it is going to get a little hairy there because they're saying he's not going to practice at all before the third preseason game, yep. the final preseason game. I mean, he's a veteran. He's been in this offense for multiple years, but practice is still important. He's also been hurt throughout the years, too, so. <laughs> it, <laughs> this is yeah, new. <laughs> he has, but um, I, I'm not really concerned with it yet. Yeah, I, if yeah, there's I'm more news close to the start of the season, we'll deal with it then. But right now, this isn't affecting my judgment with Amari Cooper. It's affecting mine just slightly, but it's not massive. So we'll, yeah. Yep. We'll, and we'll then um, we have a, we can talk about Deshaun Watson, yeah. everyone's favorite topic. I'll let you handle this because I think you know yeah, the details so, better than me. Yeah, a little bit. Um, So I've been following the Deshaun Watson stuff as, as close as I can. And uh, it looked like he showed up to training camp, which is yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Which is great, but he's um, not going to practice. But yeah, he's not really going to practice. Which is he, he just didn't want to get fined. Basically, yeah. I think it was like the fifty thousand. He's going to need the money. <laughs> yeah, he's going to need the money. Um, so he didn't really want to get fined, um, but he's not really going to do much. But then it came out that the Texans were willing to trade him for the right price, and and you know, five. The number five keeps getting thrown out, like three draft picks and two players, or yeah. four picks I, and a player. I mainly hear three firsts. Yeah, three firsts. Like, it, it's hefty. And that makes sense, because you're kind of trying to get a guy that should be playing for the next 12 years. However, the point being is... Things what have made changed. Me, what made me nervous is a report that came out a little bit later. And let me see if I can find it Which real quick. Which is just kind of amazing it took this long for this 
Yeah, happen, it really but. did take a while, but I just want to make sure I give the credit to who broke it. Let me see. Where was it? I have way too many Schefter tweets. Okay, why are you oh, always well. tweeting so much, Schefter? He does. He's, he, I mean, it is like his job. It doesn't matter. But anyways, God, what, what happened was, job? is it came out that... Things are going criminal. That's things are the going base, criminal. That's all you need there's to know. Ten, there's 10 criminal cases that have been filed as of today, which means... Here it is. It was just ESPN, the NFL. Um, no, it wasn't. That was him showing up. And anyways, it doesn't matter. 10 criminal cases, which it shouldn't take effect until next year. Yeah, the, the trial wouldn't start until, until after this season ends. Yeah, but what makes it me nervous is he's not going to play for the Texans this year, and if I'm an NFL owner... I ain't doing three firsts. I'm not doing three firsts and no two chance. players no chance. for a guy that might only play two seasons. I still think seasons. it is very unlikely he gets moved. Yeah, I just... Very I can't unlikely. I can't see it happening because I'm not... I'm If I'm giving up that much... That's for a player of his caliber, but I expect him to play for 12 years, 10 to 12, I mean, yeah. as a franchise quarterback at a high level. And I know Denver's been talked about. I've, I've heard Miami and whatnot, and I've also heard Philly. But, yeah, I have heard the Philly stuff too. But I Honestly, think, I think I've heard the most recently Philly is the closest. The Philly is the, the closest because they've got three first rounds, I think, this year. So, so I mean, that'll work. But, but even then, like, if I'm Philly, I can't give that no. up. Mm-mm. For a guy that might only play two seasons. Yeah. So just keep an eye on that, guys, especially in Dynasty. Dude, if I have him on my team, like, I'd be trying to get rid of him. Yeah. Like, I mean, we have some kind of precedence for this, except he wasn't trying to be traded from his team, and it was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Who did do this stuff during a season. Yeah. Going through trials and stuff like that. But um, it's gross. Yeah. I just, I don't know what's going to happen. Um. I mean, there's still 21 of the non-criminal cases that are still floating out there as well. So it's just a lot. And that's just, it's, it's, it's dangerous and, and very sad for someone that I thought was a really awesome dude. Yep. So, um, um, well, yeah, we'll just skip past this not awesome dude. Uh, Anthony Miller, he got uh, traded to the Houston Texans, which I honestly like this. I think he's immediately second pecking order in the receiving game. Well, they needed to bring somebody in. I mean, they yeah. lost Will Fuller. Uh, I mean, they were, they were trying to hype up Nico Collins, and it looks like Randall Cobb might be going back to the Packers now. Those are some of the reports I've been hearing. Um, yeah, they've been hyping up Nico Collins a little bit. He um, He's a rookie. He could make some moves eventually, but I'm not looking at him this year. It right. would really just be Brandon Cooks. And Anthony Miller, we've seen the flashes. He just kind of got moved out of the pecking order. And... um. Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he has his stats have gone down each year. His production, his efficiency have gone down each year. So he's not what we thought he might have been back in the day, but um yeah. I definitely think he'll be the second best receiver. Yeah, I think he's threat. got skills. He definitely has skills. It's yeah, just, he'll lock down the slot position for him. Yeah. It's just to me, I don't know if it was just a product of that offense or if it was just, you know, if it's developmental from Coaching, you know, he dealt with injuries and stuff too. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see him in a new environment. However, I do think that the Texans are the worst. I'm not, I mean, I'm not looking at him in redraft or anything like that. If you have him in dynasty, I, get, I mean, you have to feel better about. I'll give you a fifth round now. draft pick for him. In dynasty? Yeah, I'm not giving up. Oh. I'm not giving up much. <laughs> and then the last piece of news, which I think is inconsequential, D.D. Westbrook signs with the Vikings. Yeah, I like D.D. Westbrook. I've liked D.D. Westbrook since he came into the league. He is a Average NFL receiver. Yeah. But on this offense, it's just not going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. The the third wide receiver in this offense, just no one cares no. about, unfortunately. <laughs> and we've seen the best of DD. Yeah. Which wasn't really that great. So. Had some moments. All right. Is that all we got for news? Yes, sir. All right. So we're going to go ahead and jump into top 12 wide receivers this week. Yep. Wide receiver one rankings. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of do what we did with our running backs. We're going to go through our top 12. Uh, next week we'll actually be on vacation, but uh, the week after that we'll do our wide receiver twos. Wide receiver twos. Yep. So uh, let's just jump in, man. Like I'm kind of excited to talk about some of these players this week, and I'm sure you think we're going to be more similar than I th- think we. Honestly, are. I think we'll probably have the same twelve players. I disagree. We'll okay. I hope not. I mean, I hope or not. Yeah, I, hope we I don't. really. Do. I, I mean, would be shocked if we do. I think last week. I think our running back ones. 
We had all the same players except our 12s were different. That was it. Yeah, just in different, different orders. Different orders. Which might be, yeah, but yeah, let's just jump into it. Sure you don't have Devontae Parker in your top You're right, one. I don't have Devontae <laughs> Parker. <laughs> I don't either, it's fine. So, um, th- this is going to be different, I'm pretty sure, but my number one this year is Tyreek Hill. He was my number one about three days ago. <laughs> and then I was already very I was already confident Rodgers was going to be back. I already yep. knew Adams was going to be there, but now I am supremely confident Rodgers will be there. Yeah. Taking yeah. Adams back to one. But honest, but if you already had your drafts and you took Tyree Hill number one, N- nothing. You're perfectly yeah. fine. You're perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. It no is, one's it gonna is a tier. It is a tier. One and two. Yep. I have Tyree Kill two. Top tier. And I, now that we're talking about it, I've got Tyree Kill and then Devontae Adams, which yeah. is what I think you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think with Tyree Kill, consistency was key. I mean, last year, uh, yes, I man. think three times all season, he finished outside the top 36, which is just insane. I have him for you right here. Wide, he was a wide receiver one or wide receiver two on a, on the on a week last year, mm-hmm. 80% of the time. Yeah. Highest of any receiver last year. That was higher than Devontae Adams. Yep. I mean, it, it's it's just insane. He like, turned himself into a boomer bust player. Into you still get those boom games, yeah, but, but no ultra busts. consistent. Yeah, no bust. I mean, since 2017, he's tied with Devontae Adams for most multi touchdown games at at the wide receiver position. And for a tiny little dude, he gets those touchdowns, man. Yes, he always. He had 15 touchdowns last year. Yes, he gets the touchdowns, and and, and he's not like just this speed down like the side oh, no, of the field. That, like yeah, he's no, a he's good route very, runner. Yeah. Guys, to me, also, I think the best jump ball, like, honestly, he'd yeah, be one of the height. best jump ball receivers I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, at, at his height, yeah. Somehow he just grabs them. I mean, it's insane. To me, this year, Tyree Kill is the safest in that yep. tier. So, Devontae Adams, obviously, we love, but like, I do still, I'm still a little hesitant, even knowing that him and Rodgers are going to be back. It's a team sport. I don't know how the whole team and coaching staff are going to react to all this crap in the offseason. Yep. But Tyreek Hill is definitely the safest pick for me. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. I don't hate it. Um, the only thing I really have to add is he was 11th in targets last year with 135, mm-hmm. but was 14.7 yards per catch, 19th. You look at the leaders of yards per catch last year, players who saw targets like that, he's one of the rarities. Yeah. Yep. So that's about the last thing I got to add. Yeah. Devontae Adams, on the other hand. Yeah. Last year was just one of those seasons, man. He only played 14 games, one less game than Tyree Kill. Clear number one last year. Yeah. And it was on the back. He was a wide receiver one overall on the week, or like one through three overall wide receiver on the week six times last year in 14 games. That was about half the time he was a top three receiver on that week. He was a wide receiver one or two on a week, just like um, 10 times. He was incredibly consistent, like Tyreek Hill. And it's really the touchdowns, man. 18 touchdowns. And he, he's the one guy whose touchdowns just stick, man. Mm-hmm. He, every year he has insanely high touchdowns. And his insanely high target share last year. Guess his target share last year. By far led the league. I don't know offhand, but I can pull it up because I have the well, don't breakdown pull right it up. here. So. Um, 27? 31? 33.9. 33. Jeez, that's high. That is so high with a 77.2% catch rate. If you want to knock anything about Devontae Adams, it was the hyper-efficiency last year. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you that. It was outrageously efficient. Also, you want to hear some of his uh, red zone efficiency numbers? (laughs) I was actually getting ready to bring that up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nine, okay, just inside the red zone, he saw 27 targets. That's stupid. Turn that into 14 touchdowns. Out of his 18. Inside the 10, he saw 19 targets. Caught 17 of those. Turned those into 13 touchdowns. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was automatic last year in the red zone. <laughs> you throw to Devontae Adams, he's getting you the points. Well, I remember complaining on the show last year because I had Aaron Jones and all the time, like they're on the two and they do this little, the little out route and he's, no one's near him. And Rogers just, there it is. I yep. mean, all the freaking time. It was unstoppable. And yeah, no one could stop it. And it was so frustrating as the Aaron Jones. Cause I'm like, 
hand the ball off. It's just two yards. No, let's play action, fake it, and throw it to freaking Devontae. Yeah, Devontae Adams last year was the rare occasion where paying up for the number one wide receiver in daily fantasy was worth it. Yeah. Because it was just monster, monster weeks. Yep. And 18 touchdowns is a ton. That is a crap ton of touchdowns. That can come down. The efficiency can come down. He could still be the number one wide receiver next year with Rodgers there because pretty much every year since Devontae Adams has been Devontae Adams, he's seen double-digit touchdowns. Besides one year in 2019, which was just kind of, that was the Aaron Jones year. Right. Aaron Rodgers was not the MVP of the season like he was last year. Mm-hmm. So there are some things you can knock with Devontae Adams, but he's still going to be, at worst, with Aaron Rodgers there, third. Yeah. Like top three. Yeah. And again, for me, it just all depends on what, you know, what that team, if, if their team's going to rally around knowing that Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone after this season, we'll just kind of see what happens. Um, but yeah. As far as Rodgers and Adams, they're going to be fine. Yep. I think. We'll just hopefully, yeah. That's fine. Okay. Uh, three. Who you got a three? I want Stephon Diggs. Uh, I did too. Okay. So yeah, we, so. are, we are same there. And there's um about three reasons why. Uh, yep. He saw the most targets in the league last year. That's one. Yep. Uh, for the 166 targets. He saw had the most receptions last year in the league. That's uh, the second point with 127. And he had the most yards in the league last year. That's the third point. Yep. 1,535 yards. Yep. Yeah, Stephon Diggs, if you didn't watch him and Josh Allen last year, like it was just fun. Yeah. And so a lot to me does ride on Josh Allen. Josh Allen has improved every single year. And he has now put him and Stephon Diggs in that elite wide receiver quarterback category. Oh, yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae yeah. Adams. Um, and they also like, seem like just like the best of buds out there, too. Right. And then you have nice Patrick addition. Mahomes yeah. and Tyreek Hill or you know, Travis Kelly. <laughs> however you want. Yeah, I mean, you got Kyler yeah, and Hopkins. Kyler and Hopkins. A lot of like, them out there. Yeah. But, but they're, they're now in that elite category. And what blew my mind, though, too, is if you just look from like weeks 14 to 16, he totaled 81.3 points in that time. And that was 14, almost 15 points more than Devonte Adams did. What weeks? 14, 14 through 16. Oh, okay. It's just a, it's just a boatload of points. Yeah. Like he's so good. He did, like you said, lead in targets, lead in receptions. I don't see that changing. I mean, he might not lead in those, but he will be among the league he leaders. Will, in yeah. those. Because be the there. nice thing is the team is the exact same. Yeah. They didn't improve this running game. They brought in Emmanuel Sanders to replace John Brown, who I think John Brown is better right now than Emmanuel Sanders is. It's going to be the exact same. He saw 29.1% target share on this team, catching 76.5% of the passes. Yeah. Hyper-efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Hyper, hyper-efficient. And, and again, they just ha- they came out and just had a connection. Like, I just, I don't understand how that worked so well, but I really, again, I don't see it changing. I think they just work very well. And even his depth of target was just insane last year as well. And his yards per catch, just everything looked good. Everything was great for him last year. I still think he's going to finish top five. Yeah, he was the fourth most consistent wide receiver last year. Um, I mean, the one area he can improve is touchdowns, but that's kind of, I think. It's almost a mute point, though, because, I mean, he still scored eight. His, His highest is nine. Yeah. So I mean, like, but I, I, I don't, don't. He's just not a double-digit touchdown yeah. guy to me. Like, no, he's do you think he could finish as the number one overall wide receiver next year? Because last year could I be d- the peak. I don't. Saw of I Dicks. don't think he can exactly because Tyree Kill and Devonte Adams are going to be double-digit yep. touchdown guys and still a thousand yards and still close to a hundred and. 15 receptions. Yeah, he saw 15 red zone targets last year, caught 12 of those, but turned it into five touchdowns, which isn't a great conversion. It, I mean, that's perfectly fine, but You're right. it's he is who he is. He's not a big guy. He's just get open, super speed, one of the best route runners in the league. Mm-hmm. So I do think more than likely last year was the peak we saw of Stefan Dix. But the reason you want to take him at three is just, like you said, the consistency and the, tar- the volume he's going to see. Yeah, and it's just another year with him and Josh Allen and that team. So I think it's I think the buff I think the Bills look really really good this year. Yeah, and that, legitimately them not doing anything in the running game is a big bump, is a huge thing. 
Yeah, that would have just helped in my opinion, but they didn't. So, <laughs> yep. But whatever. Uh, all right. Four. Calvin Ridley. Same. Damn. All right. So Calvin Ridley. Um, he's like the only bright spot I look at on this team for me outside of Kyle Pitts this year. Oh well, yeah. But I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to be. I do really. He's not going to make any of our rankings, but I really do like Russell Gage this year, especially where he's going in drafts. Right. You can get him with your last pick, and he legitimately does have like back end wide receiver two upside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we won't really be talking about him because he won't make the rankings, like you said. But uh, this team is going to be interesting. I mean, they lost Julio Jones. He went to Tennessee. But the nice thing was, is Calvin Ridley was really good with Julio Jones on the field. Yeah, these but, are just his season total stats last year. I mean, throughout the whole season, he was ninth in targets, 143. Sixth in yards, 1,374. 13th in yards per catch, 15.3. Tenth in touchdowns with nine. Yeah. It's a great collection of everything. Yeah. And what was really nice too, man, is like even with Julio not on the field, because Julio didn't play a lot last year. Julio, I'm taking weeks 11 through 17. I'm counting now. No Julio. Okay. And in that time span, he was better than he already, I mean, he already finished wide receiver four last year. That would have bumped him up to wide receiver three. Yep. 17.2 points per game. Yep. So basically with or without Julio, Still really consistent and really good. Yeah. So I don't think the loss of Julio being the point is not going to, is going to affect him at all. Like it's just not. So I think if anything, having Kyle Pitts there is going to be able to help yes, a little that, bit. That 100% helps. Hopefully Atlanta and all of your fans guys, come on, figure out your run game and figure out the O-line first. Well, I just don't think they're going to have that this year, but no, figure they're out not going to have a running game, game either. So <laughs> Hopefully they can have something to kind of offset so Matt Ryan's not having to get sacked as much and having to throw the ball a thousand times. Yeah, a they threw the ball the fourth most times last year. <laughs> and so they're crazy. always up there. They're always top five. They're going to be top five again. Yeah, well, because they have to be. I mean, that defense still isn't isn't the greatest, um, but they've, they've made some changes. And, and I think that's the one knock with Calvin Ridley. It's just, are the touchdowns going to stay there? Because he has been a guy who gets the touchdowns. Yeah. But it's also very efficient yeah i mean the thing is is like he's done it every year so i don't like he's not giving me anything to say he wouldn't be able to not like julio yeah where julio will give you two thousand yards a season and five touchdowns or four touchdowns like dude how are you divided up between like three games right like <laughs> right. give you two multi-touchdown right games right and, yeah. right it's like how are you this monster and you can't find the end zone calvin ridley's not had that problem uh, and I just, I feel like it's just going to continue. Do you think, cause he had 143 targets this, uh, last season with 90 receptions though. Yeah. You saw 25.1% target share in the offense. Do you think that's going to go up? Yeah. Yeah. No, so. I mean, not a ton. I would, if I put the over under at 155, would you say over or under? I mean, Calvin Ridley has wide receiver one potential. What one wide receiver overall, overall one, one yeah. potential hundred percent. Yeah. I, yeah, I could definitely see him being over 155 this year. Yeah. Because, again, historically tight ends coming into the league, I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to demand that yet. No, he's not seeing what Julio saw yeah, last like, year. He's not taking all those targets. Russell Gage is going to absorb a decent amount of those. You have other guys on the depth chart. Yeah. Kyle Pitts probably sees 100. Yeah. And that's a ton at the tight end position. I Yeah, I, I would actually put the under If on you're that. outside Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I'd put the under on that, but that's fine. Uh, you got anything else you want to say about Calvin Ridley? It's really just, um, yeah, no, he's another one of those guys who at his target totals, his yards per reception is incredible. Yeah. Big play threat. He just is very good. Number five. You want me to go? Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Same. God, man. Thought we were going to hit some changes soon, but I guess not. If we're gonna hit changes, it's gonna be in a couple. But it's gonna it's gonna come soon for sure. Justin Jefferson, man, I mean, he tallied seven hundred yard games last year, averaging fifteen point nine yards per reception. I mean, he was basically able to break out in his rookie year. <laughs> I mean, he yep. looked so good the whole entire year from week I think it was week three, right? Yep. All so the way to the yeah, he played year. sixteen games last year, finished sixth overall at the wide receiver position. You take weeks set three through seventeen. He was the wide receiver four yep. at 15.8 points per game. In that span, he was a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two 57% of the time. The problem, though, is the games where he wasn't good, 
He was pretty bad. He yes. was a. I had him last year in Dynasty. Yes, I have Justin Jefferson in Dynasty. Yes, just every know. time I bring him up, I gotta say that. Yeah, I hate that. Um, it was kind of bizarre at times and really maddening because he would have incredible games and then just yeah, he could hurt your team at times. Yeah, I mean, you know, for instance, um, he had week seven or week six against Atlanta. 11 targets, nine receptions, 166 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, that's a massive game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the very next game, he goes four targets, three receptions for 26 yards. Yeah. And week eight. And that's coming after a bye week, which usually you improve. Yeah. <laughs> so you had a week off to, you know, really get back into into swing of things. At, it is, and then, I mean, he even followed that up with another really poor performance with three three receptions for 64 yards. So he does have um, some bad weeks. But I think coming into this season, coming into a year two, I think he's going to take a huge leap. Well, this is the thing. We both have him at five, so that means we both think the efficiency is going to stay the same. Because this is the thing. He was 18th in targets last year, 125 targets. That's a decent number. With 88 receptions, that's 16th. But he was fourth overall in yards at fourteen hundred, mm-hmm. ninth in yards per catch at fifteen point nine, with a seventy point four percent cat rate. Catch rate. That is very efficient. Yeah, and I still think it has room to go up. Efficiency wise, I think that's the best you're going to get. Target wise, though, definitely can go up, and that's where it'll make up the difference. Because mm-hmm. he one hundred percent overtook Thielen last year as the number one. He out yep. produced him had a greater target share than him. But when we get to Adam Thielen, we'll get to him next week, next episode, I mean. It was kind of strange because Adam Thielen was very good last year. Yeah. He was very, very good last year. Yeah, he's my boy. Yeah, so this team has two alpha wide receivers, have an alpha running back, good enough quarterback. This team is going to be... A decent the, offensive line. It's not great, but it's it's no. decent. Yeah, I Yeah, so do you have anything else to add about Justin Jefferson? Because it's really, if you put them here like we do, most people have them around this range. Mm-hmm. Five is usually high. It's You have to buy into the efficiency staying the same. Well, I'm because there are a lot of people that have Justin Jefferson w- ranked way lower than we do, and it blows my mind. Um, but to me, the reason why I have him ranked where he is is because I also feel like he has one of the highest ceilings even out of these top guys. Uh, too, that's, that was going to be my next question. Do you think he could finish as the number one overall wide receiver? I don't see why he couldn't. I mean, he definitely could. The only thing that holds me back from saying that's 100% is Dalvin Cook. That is a run-first team. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the touchdowns. Yeah, well, Because so, I mean, we'll yeah, reiterate seven. this when we go to Adam Thielen. We can just dive into it now. The touchdowns really went to Adam Thielen, and mm-hmm. they were incredibly efficient for Adam Thielen in the red zone. Justin Jefferson was fine in the red zone. Adam Thielen was otherworldly in the red zone. You look at like Devontae Adams, he was right there with him. Mm-hmm. He, um, saw, so yeah, Devontae Adams had 19 targets inside the 10. Adam Thielen had 13. Devontae Adams turned that into 13 touchdowns. Adam Thielen turned that into 10 touchdowns. Yeah. Hyper, hyper efficient. Yeah. And let's see, Justin Jefferson had 12 red zone targets and turned that into four touchdowns. Exactly. So, I mean, it is it is a little disappointing there in the red zone. He was a big play, more of a big play guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you can see that with some of his higher games, like 175 yards, 166 yeah. yards, 135 yards. Yeah, he was ninth know? overall in yards per catch. Like, yeah, he was getting with a, downfield. With a 70% compl- Like, there's nowhere, no one close to him who had that many yards, saw that many targets, caught that many passes for that high of an efficiency. Yeah. Yep. I think the closest you could probably say is Corey Davis. I don't even know. Who saw is. decently less targets than him. Julio, if he would have stayed healthy the whole season, probably would have been around that. Right. Yeah, that's all I got to say about Justin Jefferson. I think uh, I've got a new favorite in Minnesota. I have been looking for one of his jerseys. You really do. For some, like You always like say you're a Packers fan, but you really I love know, the I Minnesota do. Vikings. Well, I don't like, say Dalvin Cook's like off, your favorite running back. You've always loved Adam off, Thielen. Hold on. Hold on. Do not tell all of these people that listen to our show that I'm a Packers fan. Here's what, what happened. What are you talking about? No, listen. 
I do like the Packers. You like the Packers more when the Rams were in St. Louis. So I've grown up a Packers fan just because I really liked like the old school Packers, like the Reggie White era and things like that. Like I'm not as much of a new age Packers fan. Um, I haven't liked them in in years. I have moved to Minnesota because I'd really like their jerseys. (laughs) Okay. I just love I that love purple, purple, man. Yeah, purple, sweet. That purple is just a sick-looking jersey. And ever since, the, dude, their new stadium looks awesome. And I really started liking them because I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan, which you know, um, and most people. I like Kirk. I've always stuck up. For I like Kirk him Cousins. as a human. I like him as a human. He's Honestly, a fine quarterback. I don't like him as a human because he's might be one of the most boring people who ever walked this earth. Uh, that's also, fine. I, cooks I mean, his steaks in aluminum foil. Yeah, I always thought that was weird, but. I don't watch him cook, so. <laughs> All right, let's move on. But yes, I'm not a not a big Packers fan. You still wear your Rogers shirt, and you love Aaron Jones. I just like football, man. I like players. I support players. All right, uh, six. You know what you're getting for Christmas? Cheese hub. Oh my god, don't do that. Yeah, that's exactly what you're getting for Christmas, and you're gonna forget about it from now until Christmas. So it's still gonna be a surprise by then. <laughs> I'll forget about it tomorrow, to be honest. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That is better than, uh, I don't know, what was the quarterback that I was, you were going to give me that jersey? Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that was a few episodes ago. Jim, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Jimmy G. I'll take a cheese head over Jimmy, Jimmy G jersey. Jimmy great. <laughs> All right. Uh, number six, I have DeAndre Hopkins. Same. God, this is getting terrible. I really wanted to put him higher, man. I really, really did. This was like Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, and DeAndre Hopkins were my toughest three people to rank because I could put them in any order, honestly, and I wouldn't hate it. I don't hate it if you take them in any order you want. Right. Do whatever you want with these three players. This is the way I have it. I really wanted to put DeAndre Hopkins higher because he can be the number one overall wide receiver. Well, and DeAndre Hopkins just speaks for himself. Like, I'm not even going to spend a ton of time here. The only thing I want to say is DeAndre Hopkins looked really good in this offense, and he's going into year two now with Kyler, who also looked really good in this offense. I just And think, there's room for improvement yeah. in the offense. Touchdown efficiency could still go up some more. It was better than Kyler's rookie season, where it was just awful. Right. He played, DeAndre Hopkins played 16 games last year, finished fifth overall at the wide receiver position. 29.4% target share in that offense. Second in the league. Mm-hmm. And that's just ordinary for him. Right. Dude the, just yeah. gobbles up all that's the targets on the planet. Yes. Last year, he was second in targets, 116. Second in receptions, 115. Third in yards, 1,407. This is the one problem. This is the reason why he can be the number one wide receiver next year. And the reason why he wasn't close last year. He was 29th in touchdowns with six. Yep. And he has had seasons where he can get double-digit touchdowns. Well, and the biggest thing for me there is 18 red zone targets turned into three touchdowns, yep. which is not normal. And that was like the most blatant, one of the most blatant things even anyone could have noticed last year watching the NFL games. The Cardinals at the red zone last year. Awful. Terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. Terrible. I don't know what was going on. They could move the ball down the field. Yeah, it was Kenyon like Drake he's... up the middle getting stuffed. Kyler Murray not pa- the one thing that worked very well was Kyler Murray running the ball into the end. Yeah, which if you were the Kyler Murray owner, then that was fine. Um, but if you had anybody else, that was not yep. good. But yeah, I mean, six touchdowns on the season—that's not really, um, you know, completely nothing. Completely to... average and mediocre. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had seven the year before, but eleven, thirteen, you know, so he's just. Yeah. He's done a lot better. And he was a wide receiver one on a week last year, 50% of the time. Second most of any player last year. Yeah. He still got it. Consist. Oh, yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. He was just, he was incredibly consistent last year. One thing that was lacking were those week winning weeks, but he was mm-hmm. extremely consistent. Yep. I've got nothing. I've got nothing really to say about DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, if I mean, there's anyone just... out there who's AJ Green's coming into the offense, taking targets. Yeah, shut up. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Go somewhere else, please. Now he'll, t- he'll take like a target a game. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I actually do have AJ Green in my top 24. <laughs> bet, bet anything. <laughs> All right, let's just talk about DK Metcalf. That's who I've got next. 
knew it. We were finally. We finally got a yep. different one. No, nope, uh, he's my eight. Uh, okay, so he, he didn't go too far then. Yeah, man. Um, he finished seventh overall last year. Yeah. I, so we both kind of talked about this ahead of time uh, last season, going into into the season, that we didn't think that DK um, was gonna take over that offense. My thing was the draft cost difference. Oh yeah, and we're running into it again this year. We'll get to it next episode. Yeah, talking about Tyler Lockett, but um, undervalued. Yeah, like always. Yep. DK though, he he has. Proven me wrong in the past, but um, <laughs> give, think I'm giving him his respect. Um, he was 15th in targets last year, 129, 19th in receptions, 83, 7th in yards, 1,303, 11th in yards per catch, 15.7, 8th in touchdowns, 10. So another player who's very efficient yep. and got the touchdowns. One thing, though, that I found in my research that kind of shocked me, though, Ooh, was okay. guess who outproduced him in the red zone? David Moore. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> they saw the same targets. Lockett caught 12 passes to DK's eight. And Lockett turned that into more touchdowns. Eight touchdowns to DK's five. Wow. That actually is a little shocking. Right? Well, because DK. glad I'm around? Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing that, yeah, I mean, DK to me, you know, he saw the second most air yards on the season. Um, like you said, he was good 17. stat. That, that, that is a good stat to track. Air yards are important. Yeah. Cause I, he just gets, he gets a lot. He gets downfield. Yeah. Um, you said 17th in targets. Yep. I don't think he's ever going to out target Tyler Lockett. It's just not going to happen. No, 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 no. Yeah. He's not going to out target. That's Lockett. never going to happen. And the only thing that makes me a little nervous and why I wasn't going to rake him a little bit higher because I do really like DK this year. Um, it is kind of a high draft. I think he's going at 207 right now, which is a little high. I really like, yeah, but it's, his draft price is probably going to keep me from drafting him in right. any league. The thing that makes me nervous is Pete Carroll keeps coming out saying he wants to run the ball Which more. I'm not, yeah, they, they'll run the ball slightly more, but I'm not buying into that. When you have Russell Wilson, I think it's more than likely going to look very similar to last year. That's fine, but then they still don't win the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's more <laughs> we, of a defensive fantasy, problem. Fantasy, we don't really care about it. But. And we have a problem because last year, like most years, Seattle has two seasons. Right. One where they set the world absolutely on fire. On fire. One where they're very mediocre. Yep. They forgot how to play football. DK Metcalf last year was a wide receiver one on a week, the same percentage as he was a wide receiver four or worse. Mm-hmm. 37.5% of the time, he was either a top 12 wide receiver or he was outside the top 48. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely had some really bad weeks after that bye week. Yeah. But, yeah, I like I said, I do really like DK but this I year. But, I mean, given those weeks 1 through 14, he was the wide receiver 3, 16.2 yeah. points per game. A lot of big explosive games in there with a lot of buzz games that averaged themselves out. Saw 24% target share, which is perfectly fine on this offense because he is very efficient. Mm-hmm. He, he, yeah, I mean, he... Honestly, I still keep getting caught up. I can't believe Tyler Lockett outproduced him in the red zone. Yeah. I do think he is going to be a big play guy this year. Can he be the number one overall wide receiver? No. Hey, I don't think I don't so think either. So. Um, but I do think he has pretty good upside, though. Well, yeah, 100. But, I mean, this is a, if he lands here, that's a great. Yeah. Finish. I think he has good upside. I think he could be possibly top five. I don't think he could yeah. be number one. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you look at through most of the stretches last year, like I said, he was on pace to be the wide receiver three for most of the season last year. Yeah. Well, and he was, I remember looking and I'm like, dude, he's still up there, dude. He's still Lockett up there. Lockett was also like seventh yeah. in that time span. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you said DK's at eight for you, right? Yeah. So who do you got at seven? Ooh, I don't like that face. Keenan Allen. Oh, wow. Where do you have him? I got him at 11. Really? Yeah. Ooh, okay. I love Keenan Allen. You you always have. I think he's probably the best just like slot receiver in the league. He's just very good. So um last year he played 14 games. Air quotes 14. Uh in 2020 finished 14th overall at the wide receiver position. Let's look at the uh 12 games that he played with uh Justin Herbert weeks 2 through 14. He was the wide receiver 4 overall in that span with uh 15.6 points per game. He was a wide receiver 2 or a wide receiver a 1. 67% of that time in those games. Incredibly consistent. And you want to know what's nice? He is one of those absolute target hogs. 
Fifth in targets last year, 147th. Eighth in receptions, 100. 19th in yards, 992. Yards per catch, 9.9, 109th. And that's the one thing that was down last year. His yards per catch were way down last year. His career average is 11.9. You give him his career average yards per catch last year, that's an additional 200 yards to his receiving total last year that could have been added. Yeah, I I don't I don't not like Keenan Allen. I would I obviously he's still in my top twelve. Um, I do think he'll be a number one this year, and I do think Justin Herbert is going to also re, you know once again really help propel this offense forward. Um, I just like a couple other players a little bit more. I think he is one of the more consistent guys. Uh, and honestly, like I'm still not overly a fan of Austin Eckler as much as a running back. But he, I still think he's going to take a ton of touches away with him coming back. I mean, back. we've seen in 2019, this is where Keenan Allen finished with Austin Eckler having that blowout season. That's true. They brought in Jared Cook, who could be washed, could be not. And then you have Mike Williams out there and Josh Palmer. Mike Williams, we probably won't end up getting to. I would have it hard to imagine he makes one of our top 24s. He is a nice sleeper to look at, though, late because he is going very late. But Mike Williams also has had plenty of time to prove it and kind of hasn't. He's a very inconsistent wide receiver. Keenan Allen, I mean, like I said, just an absolute target machine. Mm-hmm. He sees a 26.8% target share. Very high. Very mm-hmm. good. And yeah, I mean, those yards per catch numbers come back up. And he is a guy who could produce a little bit better in the touchdown. If it, uh, Eight with last year was tied for his career high. He's usually always giving you at least six, but he could maybe hit that 10 mark. Yeah. And I mean, if you really think about it, like the last three seasons before last season, he was a number one, he was three, 12, eight. And then last year was 14. And honestly, I think he would have been a little bit higher. He burned people too. At the end of last year, people were playing him in the playoffs. He said he was going to play. Yeah. Leaves immediately. Yeah. I mean, if he would have played those two games, if he would have played, because he got hurt in the Vegas game, right? Um, but if, I mean, if he would have just done, you know, played those three games, he would have finished, I think, again in the top 12. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you take Justin Herbert, starts week two, yep. all the way up to week 14 before he gets hurt, wide receiver three. Yeah, there you go. So, it's not, it's not bad. Okay, so we got to jump to nine? Or, uh, no, no, eight. So, yeah, who's your eight? Because I had DK. D- you had DK. I've got Allen Robinson at eight. Okay, he's my nine. Um, here's why I love Allen Robinson. <laughs> Is one, he just he he continues to make it work. He had over 150 targets in what I would call a terrible offense. <laughs> Even though they did have a you know David Montgomery finish fourth, um, Allen Robinson still you know was top twelve. He's been top twelve in back to back seasons. Uh. His, I, I, we do have to note that his average depth per target has gone down each year since 2015. But that's it, fine when you're seeing the third most targets in the league, 151, the mm-hmm. sixth most receptions in the league, 102, the ninth in yards, 1,250. Problem though is 30th in touchdowns last year, sixth. We already know he is a target hog, 25.4% target share. This is the problem though 19 red zone targets last year, mm-hmm. ninth most in the league. Mm-hmm. He only converted that into four touchdowns. That's about half the average of the other players who were seeing those targets. Yeah. But even with all that, like, I don't even blame him. I'm just blaming the fact that he's had terrible quarterback play since he's been in the league. Yeah. And honestly, you take weeks three through 16 last year, wide receiver five. Yeah. And what's really funny. So I don't know if you watched the footballers the other day, but I'm, I'm shout out to the fantasy footballers, but they said something that just was really funny to me because I never thought about it. But if you really think about it, it kind of makes some sense. But they were saying that this is going to be the like the best quarterback that he's played with in his career, and it's Andy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting here just like, actually, you could you can technically make that argument, and that's really sad because Andy Dalton's not good. So um, I just thought that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. But you you have to say it like he's had terrible quarterback play. I do think Andy Dalton's going to be very serviceable and he's still finishing top 12 with awful quarterbacks. So just imagine what he's going to do with Dalton. And even if Justin Fields comes in, I think it's just going to make it even better. It's going to be the exact same fields is where you can see the, it's it's just going to, it's going to get better. So I think he'll be fine with Dalton. If 
Fields comes in, it's going to get better. So I, I, I don't mind having Allen Robinson this year. I don't think he's going to finish top three. No, but, I don't think that's in his range of outcomes either. I maybe just, five, even if Fields is who he is, I yeah, maybe find it hard to six. see this offense scoring enough. But yeah. But he will be a number one this year. Like always. Yep, like always. Not always, but like he, he can do. Pretty much, yeah. Almost every year. He plays year. a full season. Yeah. All right, so we had nine? That, uh, he was my nine. Who's your nine? Oh, jeez. Uh, I got Mike Evans. He did not make my list. No way. Yeah. You're ridiculous. He's probably the next guy up, but yes, he did not make my list. Well, there's a guy I think you're going to say later that did not make my list, so it's fine. Cool with it. Um... I just, I can't get over the connection that he has with Tom Brady in the red zone. And yes, he's basically, he's not going to be the target guy. Godwin's going to be the target guy in this offense, but. Oh, by far, like the least amount of target he ever saw in a season last year, 109. But he turned that into 70 receptions, which is about the mid range. His yards per catch were good. Career high though, in touchdowns, 13. Yeah. And I'm just going to say thank you to. The 19 red zone targets. And he barely, <laughs> Mike Evans might go down as having one of like those, like, like Albert Pujols is like 30, 30, 100 seasons or like uh, 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases, yeah, yeah, like yeah. 100 RBIs or whatever, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. He's had um, a thousand yard receiving like every single year of his career. He made that mark by six yards last year. He had a thousand and six yards. So. Yeah, so Keep I it mean, going. to me, um, when you look at Alan, or I'm almost talking about Alan Robinson. When you look at Mike Evans, he's almost he's almost like a guaranteed number one. I mean, he's going to give you a thousand yards, and he's going to give you almost eight touchdowns each year or more. So I think twice in his career he's had under eight, and that's just not that's not normal. And keep in mind he had Jamin Winston for a little bit of that time too. So actually, for a lot of that time, yeah, I, I think his connection. Yeah, almost, well, all but the last yeah last year, I guess. But uh, I just think he's going to continue to play well. I think he's he finished what ten last season. I so I'm barely ranking him a little bit up. Yeah, but, uh, uh, he finished a wide receiver one or wide receiver two on the week, fifty percent of the time, consistent. Um, uh, yeah, like we mentioned, the red zone was incredible last year. Fourteen targets inside the ten, mm-hmm. caught that for nine passes for nine touchdowns. Yep. So I just, I don't know what else you really want to look for. He's going to be the go-to guy. I mean, there are a couple arguments. Godwin was in and out of the lineup, maybe more Antonio Brown in the offense consistently instead of just the last eight games. Um, OJ Howard coming back. There are some things, but yeah, he will be a very good wide receiver. I like his draft price this year. Last year, (laughs) I hated it. Yeah. This year, I like, I like him and Godwin. Honestly, they'll probably be back to back whenever I do my rankings. They're going to be incredibly close together. I do give my Evans the bump just because the touchdowns I think are going to stick to him more and be something more you can rely upon. But yeah, I, I honestly I don't hate it where you have Mike Evans, but um, yeah, it was a little surprising. I do have Chris Godwin just to throw it out there. I don't know how far you've gone in your rankings, but I've got Chris Godwin right now at fifteen. Wow, that's so. a big gap, man. Yeah. Okay. Just just throwing that out there for everybody. Okay. But yeah, just in case you were wondering, Mike Evans ADP right now is four hundred three. Love it. Yeah, so it's not bad draft-wise. All right, let's chat number 10. Who you got at number 10? I got Terry McLaurin. Ah, we're back on the sames. Same. This is probably the scariest guy I have ranking where he's at because there are things you can knock about him. As I don't feel 100% secure about this ranking, but I went with it because I do believe in the talent. There is upside there, and there are factors. Last year, last year he played 15 games. He finished 20th overall at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. He was 12th in targets, though, 124. 18th in receptions, 87. 13th in yards, 1118. 64th in touchdowns, 4. Yeah. And played with Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, and I forget the third guy's name. But Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, and there was a fourth guy then. Uh, Tyler Henneke. Yep. There you go. You got all the Washington. Got gold star. Thank you. <laughs> but they I were all bad. A Washington fan, so I've been talking crap with him. Like they were year. all bad. Yeah, none of them were good. And like I said, the touchdowns so far in his career, that's not been a sticky stat. It's kind of reminded me of a DJ Moore. 
or Julio, or just for some reason, these touchdowns aren't coming when they should. Yeah, I mean, he had seven last year. He had four this year. You know, I, at seven, that's a fine number if you can get that. The four, that's, that's you got to get yeah. higher than that. But he, he had 13 red zone targets. He turned that into one red zone touchdown. I mean, just had not the, great. had the same thing written down. Yeah. Yeah. 25.4 yard target share, which is not bad. That's really good. He had 134 targets on the season. Yep. Turned that into 87 receptions. But the problem is, is another thing is his yards per catch last year were way down from his rookie season. His rookie season, he saw his yards per catch were 15.84. Last year, it dropped down to 12.85. That's a difference of 260 yards. Yeah, that's hefty. Yeah. And he had terrible quarterback play. He was very inconsistent last year. He was a wide receiver one or two on a week, 33% of the time. He was a wide receiver three on a week, 33% of the time. And he was a wide receiver four or worse, 33% of the time. Yeah. So the reason I th- I like him at this position, though, because... The offense will be better. Yes. The quarterback play... Will be, will be better. Will be way better. And we've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick over a season. He can elevate receivers. Like oh, yeah. he's, he's an amazing, amazing fantasy play. He is not a quarterback that you always want to have as far as on the actual NFL field, because <laughs> he'll throw just as many interceptions as he will touchdowns sometimes. But at the same time, when you look at strictly fantasy, he throws the ball a lot. He throws the ball downfield a lot. Yep. And Terry can get downfield. I think Terry's going to take a huge jump this season. And still with the emergence of Antonio Gibson last year coming into year two, yep. I think it's just going to open up more passing lanes for Ryan Fitzpatrick and Terry. And Curtis I mean, Samuel coming in. I like Curtis Samuel. He's, yeah. he's a pretty good value right now in drafts. And then Logan Thomas still. But exactly. I think Logan Thomas's targets are going to be coming way down. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Logan Thomas this year. I think J.D. McKissick targets are going to be coming down. I think Curtis Samuel absorbs other people's targets as well. Mm-hmm. I think Terry McLaurin, 124 targets, honestly, could go up decently. 130, 135 plus. We get those touchdowns back up. He's got, he could finish better than the 10th overall wide receiver. He is that talented. And honestly, I'm really mad. We talked about it last week that we should have put the Terry jersey up and we forgot to do it because we yeah, do we have did. a Terry McLaurin jersey. We've we had it for Terry. months. Yeah. I found, we've, we found it online, super cheap. I bought yep. it and we were eventually yeah, we going to cycle it in. Yeah, we forgot. We'll have to cycle it in on our, on our bye week. Um, not to mention too, uh, not that he's going to be on our rankings, um, but in a dynasty play, Diami Brown is also love on this team, Diami Brown. which we both love a love ton. Love Diami Brown. Um, I do think he's going to come in in his first year, kind of be more of a gadget type player. But at the same time, oh, I think time, he's going to eventually by the end of the season, lock down that other outside. Yeah, position. he'll be the other outside guy. But I think for now, he's going to come in, just get used to the offense and be kind of a gadget play. But he will take over as well. But again, that just means that there's a, there's they just have more dynamic players this oh, year. The speed on this offense rivals the Chiefs. Yeah, it's really, it's really impressive. Incredibly fast. So I just I really think that Terry's going to be able to elevate and he'll definitely hopefully be a top to, uh, a number one this year, top yep. 12. 11. So I, that was my Keenan Allen. So what's yours? A.J. Brown. Okay, I've got him at 12. Okay. Played uh, 14 games last year. Um, 12th overall at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. So I got him finishing one spot better. You have him finishing the same. A.J. Brown is a ridiculous player. Yeah. When you look at his stats, 36th in targets last year, 106. 33rd in receptions, 70. 16th in yards, 1,075. 5th in touchdowns with 11. 12th in yards per catch with 15.4. Efficiency is incredible. The efficiency of this offense is incredible. And that's why I keep it the same. Weeks 5 through 17, after he returned from his injury last year, he was the wide receiver 3. Mm-hmm. On that in that time span, Julio is obviously going to be a big addition to this offense, right? But we've talked about it before. The targets are open for him. Yep, there's plenty of targets for him to take. Yeah, Anthony Ferkshire can still see some targets. Josh Reynolds can still see some targets. AJ Brown will not be affected by Julio Jones' presence. Only could honestly only benefit him. And keep in mind, we, we said this earlier, Julio always struggles to find the end zone. So Yeah, but then honestly, that could improve this year because that is one area where the Titans are incredibly efficient. Mm-hmm. 
uh, AJ Brown last year saw 12 red zone targets, turned that into seven touchdowns. Yeah. And AJ Brown also at his freaking size guys, like he'll take a slant to the house too, which he did last year. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis leaving Johnny Smith leaving in free agency. As you mentioned, there's plenty of targets here to be able to, to capture. Um, I kind and, of agree with you that Julio and yeah, like AJ Brown, he only saw 106 targets last year. He doesn't need 140, 150 plus I, targets. <clears throat> Right. Yeah. The one I, thing, though, with Julio's arrival, though, it does take because he was a lot of people, the potential of him finishing as the number one wide receiver this year. That's gone, in my opinion. Yeah. So the reason that I have him ranked at, at 12 um, and not higher is because of Julio. This year, I really thought that he was going to be hitting that elite 30% target share status. I mean, 25.9% target share. That is very good. No, it is. But, but what I'm they saying, are like, a lower passing volume offense. Yeah, but if he would have been able to get 30 in that run first offense, because with Corey Davis leaving and John, I mean, he was going to literally get everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, he, dude, he, to me, I was having him ranked top five. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily top five. Julio come in, definitely taking a little bit of a bump down. But I would still be very happy. Where's he going right now? Let me check. Do you have it AJ up? Brown? Yeah. I want to say late to mid-second. Yeah, he's going 208. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but again, he very um, consistent last year. He finished as a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two on the week, 64.3% of the time, fifth highest rate. Wow. I wouldn't take him at this price right now, though. No, I wouldn't either. That's the problem. Yeah. I thought he was going in the thirds because what I was going to say is like... Julio's really going in the fourth. <clears throat> Well, what I was going to say was I was going to be happy if I went running back, running back, and then A.J. Brown was my number one wide receiver. Yeah. Can't do that if he's going to well, so Yeah. Not going to happen. So there goes that. But A.J. Brown, I still think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be as amazing. Oh, he's as gonna he very, going to be very, very good. And he could. Yeah. He's still going to be really good. Do you, do you, I just can't get over the fact he's going at 208, though. Yeah. That's really high. Okay. Well, he's been very, very good in the league. Yeah. Talent-wise, he's up there, 100%. Oh, yeah. He's a freaking monster, man. So who's your 11? You had Keenan Allen at 11? Yep. So we're down to 12. Yep. And I had A.J. Brown at 12, so it's all up to you, man. Oh, well, so we're already going through your list. My list is over with because my list rocks. Okay. We'll see about that. 12th, I have Amari Cooper. Yep. He didn't make my list. And... I understand why, Yeah, to be honest. Um, he played 16 games last year, finished 16th overall the wide receiver position, 14th in targets, 130. That's average. He could see more, he's seen more than that. 11th in receptions, 92, 14th in yards, 1114, 44th in touchdowns with five. And there's some problems we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. With Dak, first four weeks of the season last year, he was the wide receiver three in that time span. 16.6 points per game without Dak week six through 17 wide receiver 23, 11 points per game. Yeah. What you can fall on is with Dak, this is going to be one of the best scoring offenses. He in still, in my opinion is the one in this offense. He's going to see the more high value targets than CD lamb. And he, he sees a 21.2% target share. It's not quite at some of these guys levels up there, but it's enough. With um with this offense. Mm-hmm. But again, the touchdowns with five last year, that's a problem. But you can also go back to you only play with Dak for four games. Yeah. And I mean when you watched that team play, I mean the whole team just looked defeated. The reason and, and let's be honest, when I say he's not in my top twelve, he's ranked thirteen. I've got him at thirteen. Yep. So and in two thousand nineteen he he finished higher than this. Yeah. That so, was before C D Lamb, but and and I'll say right now he's going at four oh five and I I don't mind that him and no yeah I I I, I don't I, mind I grab that at all Cooper a lot in mock drafts yeah I'll take that all day long um, because with as long as Dak stays healthy and as long as his ankle this okay. is now with the news about his um his injury and everything like that like I said when we were talking in the news this could change but right now I'm keeping him where I have him ranked yeah and that's why I bumped him out of my top twelve okay. it's just because of the ankle. But as long as Dak stays healthy and as long as he stays healthy, uh, this offense is going to be completely different than it was last year. Amari Cooper has been very consistent and very good since coming to the Cowboys. And I just think that's going to continue as long as, again, that team just stays healthy. Is there any chance, in your opinion, that CeeDee Lamb 
overtakes him as the number one in this offense this year. No. I don't think so either. Mm-mm. I like CeeDee Lamb as the player. I think he's going to be very good. I think they're going too close together in drafts. So. Yeah. Where's CeeDee Lamb going? 407. Very yeah. close together. Yeah, it's dumb. I mean, yeah, CeeDee Lamb is, is an amazing talent, but uh, yeah, no, I don't like that at all. He will probably be in my top 24, but... Oh, yeah, 100%, be, 100% the, be in my top 24. He'll probably be more like 17 or 18 than maybe even later. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, 407 to 404, right? Is 404 what I said? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't know yeah. why these people do this. Guys, why do you do this? I mean... Neither am I. You got anything else you want to say about Amari Cooper? No. All right, guys. Let us know what you guys think of our top 12. Who would you guys add if we uh, didn't speak their names? And then who would you take out to replace them? Uh, if they wanted to let us know, James, where could they find us at? Oh, uh, yeah. Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcast, and uh, our website, Fancy Monsters Podcast, or the FancyMonsters.com. Yeah, FancyMonsters.com. Come check out our website, guys. Check out the gear we've got. We'll be adding some new stuff hopefully soon. Um, but we got some t-shirts, hoodies, uh, mugs, cups, stuff like that, mouse pads. Um, just a bunch of stuff out there that looks really cool. Um, and just come support the podcast. But uh, as usual, we really appreciate you guys. And thank you so much for listening to another episode with the Fantasy Monsters. I'll catch you next week. Have a good one. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.